Hello and welcome to TV Time Machine, the sideshow where we turn your catcher of choice into a tube king. I'm oh. picturing a potato now. <laughs> yep. Potato. I have my stress mm. potato ah. today. Patrons, welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine Sideshow, where we're viewing a Deep Space Nine episode of Star Trek to conclude our Star Trek road jobs that we're doing. And we couldn't resist doing that because we had, we last month was original Star Trek, yeah. so yeah. we did The Trouble with Tribbles because that is the most famous episode. Mm -hmm. Trouble yeah. with Tribbles from uh, the original series, and today we're talking about Season 5, Episode 6 of Deep Space Nine, Trials and Tribulations. Uh, where, quick little rundown, the crew have to go back in time accidentally to stop a Klingon spy from blowing up Captain Kirk with an explosive tribble. Yes, <laughs> it's as bizarre as it sounds, and it's still fun. So, anyway, I'm who we have fun. on our, who we have today, we have... I'm Nick. I'm Kaz. I'm Dan, and we have special guests this week, uh, uh, well, this month, and you will probably hear me swearing uh, quite a bit less because we have special guest, my mom. Hello. <laughs> my mom is here because she is the one who made me a Trekkie in the first place. She is one of the originals. Uh, is it Trekkie or Trekker? You never call me Trekker. I okay. am a Trekkie. Okay. Original. Yeah, so mom's been around since the very beginning of the first Star Trek. Like, back when everything was westerns and this weird science fiction show came around and people just kind of fell into it. So, yep. uh, what? Like, give me, like, an idea of, like, what, like... What it was like to like first see something like Star Trek on on TV yeah, and just I'm kind of curious myself. Yeah, it was. I'll tell you quite honestly, it was beyond incredible. It was like nothing that was around. Yeah, the props and stuff were hysterical to watch when oh, big yeah. boulders that were made out of cardboard would just kind of just somebody bonk off of somebody rushed against them. They'd go flying in some other direction. <laughs> and another thing, it was one of those things that I watched with my dad. Yeah. Mavu mm, was so very cool. much, very much into it with me. Nice. And it was something that we shared together, and it was just, it was just a promise of a future without crap in it. Where things yeah. could you know, be okay. Without, yeah, that we were going to survive and we were going to be okay. And all the problems, little did we know what we would have now as opposed to what we yeah. had then. But the worries about money, the worries about race, all those things were addressed back then. Right. As yeah. funny and as odd yeah. in the original series as it sounds, those things were all explored. I could see your point, though, because, like, the tumultuousness, my, my parents are late 60s, early 70s, and, you know, in the Vietnam era, and my one of my mom's first um, duties uh, when she got out of nursing school was she was over the Vietnam War veteran home. Ooh. And, you know, seeing all of it right up front and doing that. So I could see your point, like, where she's like, she was, I think she went for, like, about 11 years thinking there was no hope, there was no hope. And then finally, like, somewhere in the 80s, she's like, okay, things might be okay. Yep. But I could see your point, though, that the that show time. might say, like, you know, we're going to be all right. Yep. Right now sucks. Exactly. Yeah. But there is hope, yeah. hope for the future is what it was about. They huh. used to... I mean, Gene Roddenberry called it "Wagon Train to the Stars." Mm. You know, it, it, I mean, there are bits a lot of, of there exactly. are bits of Western in it as well, but yeah. it's like you know, I mean, you had to have something like that in there because most yeah. TV watchers are just like, "I want to watch Gunsmoke." What is what's this space exactly. stuff? Yeah. Exactly, exactly, and it took. And I was also one of those people back then when it got canceled. 
yeah. that wrote like a million letters. Bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. And you know who else wrote a bunch of letters and was actually really instrumental in bringing it back? Joss mentioned it last week. Lucille Ball. Because yeah. they, she was... They produced it. They, yeah. Gene Radbury had trucked this thing to all kinds of yeah. different uh, yeah. networks and studios yeah, and stuff. And Lucy was the one yeah. that said, let's give this a shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, she, she was, and she spearheaded getting yep. it back when it, when it got canceled. Yes, yeah, she did. And yeah. like I say, I was one of those people that wrote all those letters and bring it back. Yeah. It was, uh, we were saying last week, it's kind of sad that Lucy never got a chance to like mm-hmm. guest star on any episode. Yep. Just Even if she was just like a crewman in the background, yep. that would have been something. Yeah. Yeah. Never really got a chance for that to happen. That's true, because she did stick up for it when others were just, you know, are you nuts? Surely I, somebody must have gotten sick of Western somewhere. I mean, that's kind of where this one came from. Well, soon after there was what was called the Rural Purge. Yeah, where a lot of those a lot of those shows just ended up being canceled, like Beverly Hillbillies, Green Acres, and a couple yeah. others were just wiped out. They're like, like that's enough. We're tired of farms. Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're going into all the stuff that I grew up with. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's like my um, my parents were those people that lived on like what was known as the Nick at Night era. Yep. Yep. And you yep. know, and you know what it was and not what it is now. Dick yes. Van, Dick Van yes. Dyke tripping yeah. over the uh, yeah, tripping exactly. over the Ottoman, you know, that whole thing. Exactly. I mean, so it's like my my dad, one of my best memories of my dad is just sitting down and I'm like watching some show and he's like, let me show you what real funny is. Ah. And, you know, things like MASH, Dick Van Dyke, uh, Rhoda, Mary Tyler Moore. Yep. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I... I get it. I mean, that's, I pick on it, but it's I grew up with that too. I'm yep. 36 years old, but I'm 87 somewhere. Yep. Well, I, <laughs> same thing. I'm yeah. a TV junkie and a child mm-hmm. of the the 50s and 60s when it comes to TV and stuff. Yeah. And I did the same thing with him. Yeah. You know, and like I said, he's he's my sci-fi kid. Yep. Yeah. My daughter is my Disney kid, but he's my yeah. sci-fi. Allie's way more into Disney than I am, but yeah, yeah. I am. Uh, it's not that I don't, not that I dislike Disney by any stretch. You know, Das Mouse, everything's fine. Please don't. You know, mm. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of, I heard Disney is actually in talks of, into getting a hold of Star Trek as a franchise, and I don't Jesus. know if I like. Oh. Disney will own everything in a yeah, few really, years. Yeah, really. Yeah. I don't can't, know if I like that. Can't that monopoly be broken up as a you know monopoly? I would hope. But, uh, you know, well, now, they, they got Facebook eventually, so... Wait, what? I, yeah. It'll happen. Yeah, they're oh, wow. breaking up Facebook. Oh. For, for being oh. a monopoly on a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. What are they going to do to it? Um, Break it up. Basically, a part, part it out. So, yeah. like, the, the whole, like... Separate Instagram? Like, yeah. yeah, separate Instagram out, have the, uh, the VR market... VR yeah, The VR market not separate. be entirely a Facebook-related yeah. thing. Because, mm. um... That way, I think now Oculus and um, what's the other VR headset? There's Oculus, and then there's the the that I can't remember the name of, but they were yeah, two two yeah. different companies. Yeah. I think John Carmack worked on both. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's tangent, yeah. big tangent. Uh, so yeah, this episode of Deep Space Nine right. is pretty far into the series, so we have a lot of already established relationships that if yeah. you haven't seen the show can be a little little bit confusing. <laughs> we have Terry Farrell talking about how she lived in the 23rd century, and you know she was a guy at one point named Curzon, and just... Do a quick wiki search on yeah. Deep Space Nine. It gets complicated, but we have our main characters in this episode 
are Captain Benjamin Sisko, who is in charge of Deep Space Nine. We have uh, Jedzia Dax, who is basically the science officer, I think she is, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, on the ship. Uh, Kira Norris, who is not a member of Starfleet. Uh, she is a member of the uh, Bajoran military, yep. who are co... Um, she's the liaison. She's mm-hmm. a li- liaison, yeah. They're, they're like a co-partnership on Deep Space Nine. Because the Deep Space Nine... Uh, space station is actually known as Tarek Nor, which was a Cardassian space station, I believe. It, in, the, they, uh, yep. Uh, that they took over uh, from the Cardassians. The Cardassians are not a great species in terms of Deep Space Nine. They are no. very kind of Nazi coded. Mm. Whereas, yeah, they have like those slave guys they control with the Tetrasil White, right? Uh, that's the Dominion. Oh, yep. you're, you're thinking. Um, uh, you're thinking the. I can't remember their names right now. The spiky guys. <laughs> oh. And they have the catcher so You would do that. I have one on my team in Star Trek Online. What is it? Ah. Uh, I, I the Hadar. Voyager. The Jem'Hadar. Jem'Hadar. That's, that's, yeah. that's yep. the Dominion yep. with the founders and the Wayoons and all of those guys. No. The Cardassians are the lizard-like, lizard-looking guys with the spoons on their foreheads. <laughs> no, they look like horseshoe crabs. I'm, well... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, flip over yeah. a horseshoe crab. Well, even it's pretty much that, but it's like, but yeah, yeah. literally that that Tasty. thing on their that forehead. That was the inspiration. The thing on their forehead was made from plastic spoons. Oh, that's the Kardashian. Oh I'm God. sorry, I was thinking of Klingons. I'm sorry. No, Klingons. Yeah, the ridges on a Klingon's heads are very, the, very the, horseshoe crab. The horseshoe crab. Well, Klingons are better for dipping. But I don't think (laughs) I don't think it really I don't think you need to know much about the relationships between the characters to appreciate the episode. Not too much, but you do. We do know that Chief Miles O'Brien and uh, Doctor Julian Bashir are like the best of friends. They are like the hetero life mates. They are always together. Um, Jadzia Dax is a trill who has a symbiote in, like, her nervous system that has gone through, like, hundreds of hosts going back through time. Like, she, like, this this symbiote knew Leonard McCoy when he was in college. Right. And so it's just, like, it goes way, way back, so. And she retains all the memories, all the, yes. all the life experiences yeah. of each of her former hosts. Yeah. And we also so have, we also cool. have Odo and Worf. Uh, Worf, we know, we've been dealing yeah. with Worf and all of his, uh, Aggressive tendencies. Why did and such. you move to Deep Space Nine? Because we, because we love Worf. Yep. Next generation was over. Uh, we wanted more Worf. Worf came to Deep Space Nine. Okay. He just got like he got reassigned essentially. Yeah. Um, we have Worf, and we also have Odo. Uh, Odo is what's known as a changeling, or yeah. as we find out, one of the founders who are yep. like liquid beings. They're not actually biological. Uh, they don't have a, a physical form. The reason he looks the way he does, everything's a little like extra s- extra smooth, a little gumby, yeah. is because he can't quite get a perfect solid form. Ears are hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. one of the Ears things that comes are, yeah. up on the show. He's just like, I can't quite get this right. Yeah. yeah. I always, I haven't seen a lot of Deep Space... I've seen well, this and some of Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. but I, I always thought Odo was like somebody who tried to play... Uh, shit. <laughs> like, tr- uh, man, my brain. Uh, <laughs> he was the same voice of Mr. House, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. Rene Abadjonas was Mr. House from uh, Fallout, Fallout New Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. He played okay. y- he played Janos Audrin yeah. in the Legacy of Kane series. 
Um, Thank you for the tension. My brain just went now, dead come for a minute. On. But it's he was like, also you're talking about yeah, Renee yeah. Abergenois. Abergenois. Yeah. He, he was also the chef on Little Mermaid. Yes, he was. He was? Yes. Chef That's Louis. right. He, 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 yeah. That one. The crazy chef that went after Sebastian with the cleavers? That's him. Oh. Yeah, see, my brain went dead, but I always thought that Odo was like somebody who tried to cosplay as Data but didn't quite get it right. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah, it was just kind, kind of. It was just, just kind like, of like I'm, I'm almost close, there. I'm close to the right color, and yeah. things are just a little off, yeah. but yeah. Why doesn't he choose a creative, more creative form like a dragon or something? I mean, he's done many different forms throughout the course of the show with yeah. some brilliant 90s CGI. Yes. Oh, and I mean true. brilliant. Sarcastically and or genuinely? Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes to both. It is it is terrible CGI, but it is also gloriously terrible okay, CGI. Okay, who was a better puddle, Odo or Alex Mack? Oh, um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Odo. Alex I Mack. don't know Alex Mack. Alex Mack was a Nintendo, a Nintendo, uh, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon. <laughs> but there, a Nickelodeon show. TV show uh, from like the early 90s. Oh my she God. got doused with some weird chemicals and she got the ability to turn into a metal puddle. Oh, and if she got embarrassed, that. she would literally glow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah like she the only people who knew her, her best friend yes. Ray and her, and her, her sister... Who is yeah. somewhat of a genius? Yeah, yeah. I can, when we're when we're done recording, I can show you the intro on YouTube. It's uh, it's something. Okay. Oh yeah. But yeah. um, so yeah. So that's our main characters that are dealing with what's going on here because they find they they end up going across Cardassian lines to retrieve a uh, an orb of the prophets which right. is the prophets are a big thing in Bajoran culture um, they retrieve one of the orbs that the Cardassians are returning to them because the Cardassians are kind of like at this point pre like post World War II Nazis where yeah. they're like okay, we done screwed up, we're going to start giving stuff back, but then they ally with the Dominion later, and they get real Nazi again, and Goldicott yep. is the most ridiculous bad guy, <laughs> and we love to hate him, and yeah, yeah it's yeah. there's this whole thing. Wow. I, Deep Why Space does his name Man? sound like a currency? Yeah. Uh, that I can't couldn't tell you. Gul, uh, G-U-L, is actually an honorific for Cardassians. The names, uh, we have there, we have Garrick, and we have uh, Dukat, and we have a few diff- a few others. Like, yeah. Dukat's daughter, I think, shows up at yeah. one point. I can't remember what her name is. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't Me either. Um, Garrick is one of the best sh- characters is. on he that is. show. He, uh, just, I'm just a simple tailor. Yeah, he becomes like, a tailor. Yeah, I'm just a simple tailor. No, you're not. No, he no, was you actually are not. like you, the, one of the KGB liar. guys back yeah. in his day. You, it's like, you would liar. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so... Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy? I mean, straight up, <laughs> <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I don't even know what that refers to. It's like a movie or something? I th- Yeah, and it's like of the spy genre uh, situation. So, yeah, so they... Basically, the, the episode starts up as Captain Sisko is getting a visit from... The Temporal Investigations Unit of Starfleet. <laughs> Temporal Investigations are unpleasant people to deal with, because if the, if you're talking to them, it means you done screwed up. They don't like jokes. No. no. They don't like jokes. They don't like Kirk. What do those <laughs> they guys don't like time seem pumps. really familiar? What's that? One of those guys seem really familiar to I mean, He's probably one of those, like, bit actors yeah, yeah. that has been in everything. That you see everywhere. Yeah. Because, hey, it's that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. He was a hey, it's that guy. Star Trek is really good for that. One yeah. of them looked a little like, what's his face? My favorite Martian? 
Ray, um, Ray, Ray Olson? Walston. Walston, yeah. He, he might Just have been. A little bit. I tried yeah, looking up no, the individual Ray, episode yeah. on IMDb, but I well, didn't yeah. pull it off. Ray Walston does yeah. show up in, in, uh, Next, not next gen. Yeah, oh next God. generation. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, he's the, yeah, he's the guard. Older, yeah. He's the gardener. Yeah, that uh, mentors um, Captain Picard. Really? You know, he, he, he talks alien? about the guy. I can't think of his name now. He's a gardener, oh. but that was Ray Walston, the original. Is my favorite the, Martian. He, he should be is a he the one that talks <laughs> about. Is does it have to do with Q? Yeah. No. 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 It's no. a different no. situation. He was the gardener at the. Academy, and whenever he like takes on a particular student that he really likes, yeah, he showed up a few times. It wasn't just once. He was like the one person I forget who was going to the academy. Wesley, I think, probably. And Picard told him to make sure that he looked up, and now I can't think of his name. And Wesley was like looking all over for teachers of this guy's name, and he was. It turns out he was. He's the gardener. He's like the landscape guy, and he just has all this wisdom on how to live. And how to not take yourself too seriously. He was a mentor for Captain Picard. And that's awful. I can't think of his name. Star Trek Academy Gardener. Boothby? Yep, that's it. Boothby. Thank you, Memory Alpha. As as documented all the tiniest things you can possibly find. Mm. And that's Ray Walston. Yeah. Yeah. And that was another one of those things where this guy begged to be in it. Yeah. Because that's so many Star Trek people. It was just such a phenomenon when it came out. Exactly. Yep. That just the two of them. You know, like it's uh, yeah. if you go onto Memory Alpha, the Memory Alpha wiki will get you every little tiny detail you could possibly want about anything Star Trek ever. Yeah. The only the only uh, like wiki site on the internet that is more extensive and ridiculously extensive is the Wikipedia. The Wikipedia explains what mustaches are in terms of star, uh, star in terms of Star Wars. Wow. I am not making this what? up. Wow! Oh, what oh, are God. special space mustaches? Mm-hmm. Must it, be. There, there are articles about every piece of anatomy on Wikipedia because <laughs> Wikipedia is that ridiculous. Anyway, uh, that's different star si- Time situation. travel happened. Time travel happened uh, entirely accidentally because one of the orbs, the orb that they picked up. Unbeknownst is, to them, is the time travel is the is the orb of time. If they collect all the orbs, do they get to make a wish. Uh, they get to make a wish. They summon the great dragon Shenron, <laughs> or they can snap. They can snap their fingers as the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. You know, they do get them all together eventually. Yeah. And the prophets come and that's and that and it turns Cisco into yeah. Jesus. Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine was was a very. Very spiritual reli- kind of very religious. Kind, yeah, one of the biggest yeah. one of the biggest villains in Deep Space Nine was Kai Wynn, who is mm-hmm. a, who is basically the high priestess of Bajor, yeah. and yep. she is like the most. I hate this character so much. Mm. I cannot stand her. I love her. I cannot stand her. Really, she is one of those that you know. She is a very popular villain. Yeah, people hate her, but. You know, that's what you want. She didn't in a start out as a villain, though. Oh no, but she became one. Yeah, yeah. she ended up. Uh, she ended up like with Ducat at one point. I thought like uh, like they were allied together. Either it was Ducat or it was someone allied with the Dominion. Like she was in a Maybe bad situation. Him. Either way. Yeah. So yeah, they accidentally travel back in time when somebody activates the orb of time. Thankfully, they didn't like land in the middle of. A sun or something. Right, exactly. Right, it could have yeah. been like straight up. It's like we're in back in time. Oh god, everyone's we're dead. We're in a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Always a danger. Because yeah. they also <laughs> picked up from this Cardassian planet a human merchant by the name of Waddle. His yeah. last what name. What a name. His his name was like 
uh, was it like Carl Waddle or like Jonathan Waddle? He yeah. had a first name, yes, but it, it Johnny. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really yeah. matter what his name is because yeah. it turns out he's not who he claims to be. He is actually the older version of Darwin, yeah. the Klingon spy from. It was the a original. hell of a good choice for an actor, though. Because mm-hmm. it really did look, and you see that, you know, when they go back into the old footage, you're like, wait a minute. It really okay, does look that, like that, it. That is close. Now, it could conceivably have been the yeah. same The actor. same guy, too. That's what I'm wondering. Because, really, yeah. I mean, Kirk, I mean, William Shatner's still alive to this day. Yeah, so it, true. it easily yeah, could have been somehow, the same actor. Yeah. 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 And even if it wasn't, it still looked just like him. Can I can't we look really. That up? I yeah. mean, sure. Yeah. Let's see. It yeah. could very well be because that uh, used to happen a lot too. To memory alpha. Oh god, no! I don't want to sign in. Back off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Darwin. Well, that's how Whoopi Goldberg ended up on. Uh, yeah. On Star Trek too. She begged him, "Give me something. I don't care what. It doesn't matter." No, oh, well, you know, Whoopi Goldberg is you know God's gift to the earth. It is the same <laughs> dude. A lot of things. Oh my god! It is the wow. same dude. Yeah. Uh, Char- Charlie Brill. That's wow. cool. Yep. Yeah. So See? yeah, we find out he is. Uh, oh, look at he does look like Tyke himself. Straight yeah. up, yeah, just yeah. older and grayer. Yep. Uh, yep. He, yep. He is Arn Darvin, uh, the Klingon spy, the Klingon who had been surgically altered to look human, uh, the one who poisoned the the grain in the original episode. That the name I can never <laughs> quite remember because it's really long and silly. What Tropatitakeli? A Tropa or something. How it's far did we did they jump? Quadro. Back in time? Quadro tri, tri, uh, Triticale. There you go. Quadro Tricitaly. There you go. Uh, they went back in time to oh. 2268, and uh, they are in the 2370s in Deep Space Nine, so they jumped back about, about, 100, a, years. about 100 years. Yeah. Okay. So, so Klingons live that long? Uh, humans can live that long in Star Trek uh, World, co- yeah. uh, be- just because medical science has gotten so much better that yeah. you can easily live into your mid, mid-hundreds yeah. as a human. Well, and some other species live way longer because, yeah. like the Elorians, like yeah. like Soren and Guinan live yeah. like very long. Yeah, long I mean, it's science right now says that the the person who would have lived to be 150 is alive right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a very likely shot that you know somebody we know could be there entirely. Maybe. Yeah. They call yeah. them like uh, leonization treatments. I think. It's I like think to, so. Yeah. It's to, yeah. You know, make yeah. you young again sort of things. Yeah. Uh, I know they had that in, like, Demolition Man and... and right, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Trek Insurrection. A lot of what they were doing in right. last week's episode, yeah, yeah, they true, were trying true. to get young again. Exactly. Doing, but basically doing it the the brute force way instead of the radiation on the planet. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, so they end up accidentally warping back in time, and they figure out that uh, Arn Darvin's going to do... Something. They're not entirely sure what, yeah. but they're going to do something they need to find him before he messes up the time stream. Because you mess up one thing in the time stream and everything can go to hell. That's right. right. So how come so. time travel doesn't happen all the time if you can just go around the sun like in that movie we reviewed? Uh, because it's really hard to go around the sun like that. Uh, uh, that was uh, Voyage Home. Voyage Home. Yeah. Yep. It's really hard to get the calculations right, and if you screw it up, you're going to veer clean into the sun and, you know, trips over. So, so it's... How did... Dar- Darvin, how did he get back? 
He used so, he used the uh, the, the, the orb. orb of time. It's uh, basically space magic. And how did they get the orb of time? Then? The Cardassians had it. The Cardassians had it because they had taken it from the Bajorans in the first place. Oh, so the the orb just stays in place. Generally, the orb, the orb the orb is in box. that in that crazy yeah. box. And yeah. there, I don't know how many orbs there are in Bajor. There's a bunch. There are a bunch. And they all yeah. do different things. Like the orb of prophecy is probably we look at it and go, oh, okay, this is something that's going to happen in the future. The orb of wisdom. Gives you good advice. So we I touch suppose. it and go back in time, and the orb stays and not doesn't come with them. The orb, no, the orb did go with them because oh. it was still on the Defiant when they went back there, and Kira had to figure out how to use it to get them back to where they were going. It's a very spiritual kind of space magicy, almost right. Jedi style yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it's a whole religion that the all the the orbs and the a lot of the, the prophets and all that yeah. stuff. A lot, of the, a lot of the Bajoran stuff can be yeah. kind of linked to um, uh, like Ju- uh, Juda- um, Judaism, their mysticism type of thing. Really? The, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a it's an easy mm. kind of like if the Cardassians are being Nazis and they have occupied Bajor and they're like a labor class, then they've killed millions of them. Then the Bajorans Jews are basically space. basically the Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not a straight up, but it, but a fun movie. It's not a straight up one to one, but you can definitely you know see where they're going with that one. And it's like post World War Two where like Germany is just like. Shit, sorry. Yeah. Or the like, Cardassia. The majority of Cardassia, like the the government and whatnot, is like, shit, sorry. But there are like splinter groups of Cardassians, like yep. the Obsidian Order, who are yeah. still like, no, fuck this, screw those guys. We're yeah. we're in charge because that's just what happens with those guys. Oh yeah, gotcha. they're just as bad as the Tal Shiar and the Romulans. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, but Deep Space Nine is is one of my favorites because that's how I got my grandmother name. Yep. I am Moogie. Yep. To my, my grandson. Awesome. Yep. Who is the mother of the Ferengi Quark. Quark. Quark, Quark and, and Rom, Rom and, and uh, Nog's grandmother. Exactly. Uh, they the the Ferengi don't factor into this episode very no, much, but, but there's, so there's an entire family of Ferengi that are on Deep Space Nine. Mm. Quark is the owner of Quark's bar, yeah. you'd, you'd imagine. Yeah. Rom is the he works for the Bajorans, he's the engineer on the space station keeping everything together. I think he works a lot with computers. Ah, yes. Yeah. And the, Nog is Rom's son. And Rom is Rom, brother to, to Quark. No, no, Rom no. is Quark's brother. Rom is Quark's brother, yeah. and Nog is Rom's son. So yeah. it's like Quark's nephew. For Christmas. Nog ends up <laughs> being the first Ferengi in Starfleet. Yep. No kidding. Because yep. the Ferengi yeah. are coded as really kind of toxic. Yeah. Every yep. they're like they're, super capitalists. They are, and they're like late stage terminal capitalists. Uh, they mm. have horrible like gender relations. Like oh, their yeah. women aren't allowed to wear clothes. Mm. For the majority, they're not allowed to go into business. They're not allowed to wear clothes. They can't speak unless spoken to, which is why Moogie is such a great character because she ends up in a relationship with the Grand Nagus. The Grand Nagus is basically their leader, their leader, their president, their their whatever they would be. The Grand Nagus, played by Wallace Shawn, uh, i.e. Uh, uh, Vicini from uh, Princess Bride. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Grand, ah, I never Grand made that Nag- connection. Grand Nagus Zek. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She gets into a relationship with him and yeah. basically tells him, like, this is all nonsense. And Zek's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So she starts this whole revolution of, you know, basically <laughs> equality among the Ferengi. 
That's why I like Deep Space Nine, because the Ferengi, they were originally show, uh, introduced in Next Generation, yeah. and they were just horrible space yep. capitalist, gross, ho- like, ugh. Yeah. Deep Space Nine, they started to get, like, backstory some and some redemption. Yeah. It started, it, like, started be, they started to get somewhat better. Qu- there's still, there's a couple Profit episodes. Runs them. Yeah. There's a, there's a, still a couple episodes that, Aren't great like the episode where Quark had gender reassignment surgery in order to trick somebody oh, into God. giving up his money. It's a little, funny. it's a little like not great in the trans issues department. Mm. It was the mid nineties. I'm not, I'm not giving it a pass, but it was the mid nineties. We were not quite as enlightened. Um, yeah, but no, the, the the Ferengi started yeah. to yeah. get better. Like yeah. to the to the point. I'm going to bring up Star Trek Online again. Yeah. The character I've played the most. Is a Ferengi captain. No kidding. And the fer- I'm gonna see if you can get if you can get this joke because I know part of this joke you won't get, Mom. Yeah. But uh, my ship is the USS Rule Thirty Four. Uh, the thing of the, the Ferengi rules of acquisition. Rules of acquisition. They, that's yeah. their. That's what they live by. Yeah. The thirty fourth rule of acquisition yeah. is war is good for business. Yeah. That's true. And the ship yeah. I'm using is a warship, so it works. <laughs> rule thirty four is also rule thirty four of the internet. Yeah. Rule thirty four of the internet states there is porn of it, no exceptions. Yeah. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the double joke is I can as think I of can, things that there's no porn of. Trust me there will be. <laughs> Homes and yo yo. <laughs> Give me some time. I'll see if I can find it. I'm pretty sure I'm the only person that ever made fan art of that show. <laughs> Holmes and Yo-Yo. I, did, I looked did it you, up. Have you ever heard of that show? It would have... Uh, it was what? 76. 76. Yeah. No. It was a detective, like, buddy Robot cop... detective. It's like a buddy cop TV show kind of comedy, and one of the detectives is an android. It's like a full-on, like, robot. Yep. And What's the name of the show? Holmes and Yo-Yo. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'll show you bits. I'll show you bits and pieces. There are like it got popular-ish in France. Yeah, they had a DVD release in 2016. Yeah, Germany's getting one next month. Neat. But no, No, America America. can't fucking Mm -hmm. have one. There yeah. are there are like even though it's it, an American show, the, is it like five or six episodes 13? in English? Yeah. Thirteen English in oh, English? No, no. There's, there's five in English five on YouTube, that, that you right? can get on that you can yeah. find on YouTube. Yeah, it's 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 actually it's, worth checking out. It's the show the funny. show is goofy and yeah. dumb, but in a great way. It yeah. is, it's it's <laughs> an, it's it's a fun kind of dumb. Do you want put do you want vaudeville mixed in with your police procedural? Yeah, I mean that's kind of what happens. Yeah. Somebody used a garage door opener near uh, near Yo Yo, and he started like spazzing out. Flips. <laughs> yeah. He's yep. like, he does I was like doing he does backflips. <laughs> he just does Sometimes a random backflip for no yeah. reason. Like what? What's the matter? Calisthenics. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. and so, when uh, he has the uh, volume up and down, he starts screaming at them. Yeah, <laughs> you're the guy who's the mute button. The and he stops talking. Yeah, makes yeah. the go backwards, and then it makes him talk backwards. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Yo-Yo's played by a guy named John Shuck. Do you know that name by any yes. chance? He's, he's, he's a big, tall, he's he like a big that, tall guy. He's a big, tall guy. He's like that guy in a lot of different things. Oh, wow. He was yeah. um, in Undiscovered Country. He was the Klingon ambassador. Yep. So. Yep. He was also in MASH. He's in a yes, lot of stuff. Yeah, he's been in a lot of he stuff. Might have been the first person to say fuck in a movie. Quite possibly. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, he John Chuck is one of those hey that guy guys. Yep, yep. Like you never quite know who he is, but it's like I've seen him in a hundred different things. Yes. Definitely. He's a, I know. Reptar. 
Yes, from uh, Rugrats. The actor, well, the voice of the actor playing Reptar and Reptar on It ice. is the Reptar on Ice, right? Because oh, wow. I remember the Reptar voice when they were locked in the toy store. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was like the... Totally the, different. And yeah. it was the, uh, it was like the gorilla uh, Torg and the Reptar doll got activated and they started fighting each other. And it's just like, ooh, Godzilla reference. I love it. <laughs> Basically, my point was, I think I found something that defeated Rule 34. It might. It might. And Rule 34. That's the double joke of my character, because yeah. he calls his ship the Rule 34, but he doesn't understand the human joke behind it. So when someone mentions <laughs> it, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, uh, I forgot. I don't even know what how we got on that. Uh, well, uh, for, talking about Ferengi, because the Ferengi are, are important characters in Deep Space Nine, just not in this episode. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so we're back in time, Space Station K-7, where the original situation happened. Aren't some of them on the Enterprise also searching for that guy? Yes. Uh, it was uh, Cisco, Dax, O'Brien, and Bashir go to the Enterprise mm -hmm. to kind of, in, like, kind of integrate into the uh, into the crew and try to figure out where this Darwin guy went, yep. while Worf and Odo went to Space Station K-7 to wander around and try to find him. Uh, I like well, how they bring up the color change in the uniforms. Mm -hmm. Because uh, the, the red and gold swap at one yep. point. Um, I don't know the exact details behind <laughs> it, but that did happen. Yeah. It's like, why are you wearing red? Uh, because. <laughs> so, yeah, they all, uh, like, um, Jadzia kind of, like, covers up her trill spots and, you know, goes as a normal human. Um, and they go, and they start searching the ship and Worf they end up... wears a hat. Worf very... wears a hat to cover his, you know, Klingon ridges. <laughs> it's a very Spock move. Yeah. Which, realistically, yeah. he didn't need to do. Because yeah. in the 23rd century, Klingons don't look like they do. In the era of Deep Space Nine. Well, they look like beatniks. Yeah, they, yeah. To, yeah. they look like beatniks, yeah. and they were coded after the yeah. um, the Soviet Union. Yep. Yeah. Like, the whole thing about the Klingons was... Space they have, Russians. They're, they're like Wait. space Soviets. They have the same technology yeah. we have, but it's it's a little bit worse. It's a little bit grosser, and they're just... They're just barely people. Only the high-end models can actually talk, sort of thing. That's kind of that's what they were going for in the original series. Like the Klingons were the Soviets because. But they treated like Chekhov with respect. Yeah, they did because he was from actual Earth. Mm. It's like it's it's not so much countries so much so much anymore. It's just like oh Earth. That's that's just them. Yeah, we but don't. they made Chekhov wear that wig mm -hmm. so that he would look more like a beetle or a monkey. Yeah. Davy Jones, the monkey. True. Pretty much. Yeah. Wait, so, that was a wig he was wearing? Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell. Yep. Huh. I think eventually he probably grew his hair to be into the part, yeah. but at first, yeah. oh yeah, that was a wig. In the original, in the first ep uh -huh. first like chunk of episodes, it's yeah. kind of, just like every other bit of special yeah. effects, it's pretty noticeable. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like every computer bank, if you see like an extra in the background bump into it, the whole thing goes doo doo doo. <laughs> it just wobbles. You can tell their Christmas lights. Sometimes a light will fall back in. Someone's the lights. Yeah. The light will fall back into the machine. Just like that light stopped. What happened? Oh, they're all falling in. Quick, change the camera. Yeah. So everybody's quest at this point is to find that dude. Is to find Arn Darvin, mm. uh, and they have no idea where he is. He's probably blending in with the crew or with whoever on the space station, and they can't really do like a huge sensor sweep because yeah. like the computers will notice it. Yeah. The Defiant has a cloaking device, so. No one in the space station can see the Defiant, but if they scan things, 
they're going to notice something's up. So they yeah. they have to go individually with their little tricorders and scan the whole ship, try to figure out what's going on. They figure out ultimately that Darwin is not on the Enterprise. All right. But they end up in the background of some key episode because some, yeah. some key um, like moments from the original episode, and you can see like the characters in the background, yeah. like in in the bar at K Seven, while the um, was it Cyrano Jones is trying to sell the triples. You just see and, Odo in the background, like, huh? What's going yeah. on? Yeah. What, what's up? Yeah. What's over there? Yeah, and the beautiful seamless transitions where you see the back of Yahura's head and, mm-hmm. and <laughs> the other stuff. Okay, that's that one scene and how that all. I'm really just interested in how this all came together with this idea. Uh, I like how brightly lit everything yeah. was. It yes, everything. It had an old-fashioned look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so everything's so brightly lit, and yeah. um, I don't know. I should have checked who was the writer for this episode, but they just—if they didn't get an award for this, they did, they should have. Yeah, I think yeah. they did. They say I didn't look they it did. up. If they didn't, they deserved it. Because when it came out, I remember laughing through the whole thing. Yeah, it's Every it's time really good. It's like oh ah, I know that guy. It's like, exactly. ah, I know that guy. Um. So yeah, they're basically they ultimately managed to catch uh, old Darvin. During the fight scene in the bar over uh, yeah. over the uh, Koloth calling the Enterprise a garbage scow, and during that fight, O'Brien and Bashir get arrested, okay. and they're in that lineup of people who like that Kirk is kind of berating. So they're like, I, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know what happened, sir. Oh God. <laughs> And O'Brien doesn't understand 23rd century, like, technology, so he's just like, oh, I wonder what this does. Pulls a thing out, the, all the lights turn off, it's like, Don't I'm going to put that right back where it goes. <laughs> but with this thing, we should leave it right where it is. <laughs> uh, the, the retort line was great, you know, work's been getting to him, why don't you take over? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, I got it. I hope you feel better, man. Yeah, and they, they don't know how the turbo lifts work because you have to actually grab the little handles yeah. and twist them, and they're just yelling at the at the turbo lift that's not working. <laughs> well, that's it's like in one of the I know like going off track. In one home. of the movies, yeah. It's like oh, a keyboard. Yeah, how quaint. How quaint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, this reminds me of a story with uh, my. We had a microwave when I was growing up that had <laughs> that. <laughs> you already know this one. It had yeah, was the, it haunted? No, it had the, the door and had a flap over it, and the inside was the buttons. Oh, so wow. you open the door, and the insides were like inside, not inside the microwave itself, but still on a side panel. Yeah, okay. And we had the great idea to convince my grandmother that it was voice activated. Oh, God. <laughs> Cook! Cook! I want mac and cheese! Yeah, Cook! She, she's just screaming, she goes, Cook, one minute, start! <laughs> Cook, one minute, start. And I can just, I can just see you around the corner. I was filming this. Oh, great! It was a little tiny camera that the little tiny tapes. Yep, I, I still have one of them yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But once it died out, we lost the plug. We couldn't figure oh, out. We lost a ton of footage of that. Oh. And it was shit. We actually had one of the original camcorders, like the shoulder mounted, oh, yeah. like yeah, used yeah. actual full VHS yeah. tapes, just like yeah. the bazooka she, camera. Yeah. We still have those. Yeah. Your father lugged that all around Disney Disney oh, World. I just remember a couple of videos. Yeah. I'm sure if Josh were here right now she's at work right now it's the only reason she's not on yeah. um 
if Joss were here right now, she would bring up the videos that you showed her when her and I first started hanging out. Before we were ever an item, we were just friends. Showed the video of uh, me in the backyard uh, trying to go down a slide that was just covered in sap. Because it was like the, the swing set was under a tree, and it was just covered in sap. So I'm trying to scooch down this slide. I'm like, what, two? I was going to say, I was thinking maybe like three or four. I'm just trying to like scooch down this slide, but I'm like, eh. <laughs> keep getting stuck I get to the bottom you see mom coming to the camera come to pick me up and we hear dad behind the camera is like Sandy pick him up see if he sticks to the house <laughs> so we get an idea of where where I come from is this kind of explains a few things yeah. just a few yeah it was also the uh, video of Dad teaching me how to how to pee outside. I thought that's where you were going with that, this. That was one of them. Jo that's one Joss would bring up. I'll let her bring it up in the future if yep. she would like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, where uh, where were we? So they're on the ship. They're on the original Enterprise. They're on K seven. They're trying to find Darvin. Eventually, they catch him during the the fight, the brawl in the bar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Odo Warf sees him in the background. Warf and Odo grab him and uh, transport him back to the Defiant. They figure out his plan is an explosive triple. <laughs> Basically, they took a triple, jammed a grenade in there, and just kind of threw him into, we find out later, the cargo hold that had all of the grain in it, yep. because he knows Kirk's going to end up underneath there and just basically just have a grenade drop on his head yeah. and kill Kirk, and he'll be a, a hero of the Klingon Empire instead of being you know shunned in like disgrace for 100 years like he has been. Uh, so they have to figure out where this Tribble is. They don't. Oh, they don't originally know he's going to be in the in the storage compartment. So they're just combing every mm. ship, trying to find this Tribble. Like literally grabbing one, putting it up against the thing. Nope, not that. Nope, not that. They nope, not well, that. they also figure out that the Tribbles are dead. They yeah. come across a, lot of a big are, pile that a they're lot dead. Of, uh, are dead so because the grain's been poisoned. poisoned. When grain, they figured yeah. out they were dead, that's when they figured out that the, the grain was yeah, poisoned. Because that was Darwin's original plan yeah. in the first episode. He yeah. poisoned the grain in an attempt to poison the people who eat it, but yeah. the Tribbles got to it first... Right. And they were basically the canary, the Tribble in the coal mine, I guess. Yeah. Well, they were taking that grain to some planet to save it from starvation. Yeah, it had, they were having yeah. like a crazy drought, and yeah. this grain would grow really well on that planet. Exactly. And the Klingons were trying to screw that up because Cold War, Soviets, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they eventually figure out it's going to be in one of the cargo holds, and um, Dax and um, Cisco go into it, and they're trying to find it, and they're in the cargo hold as Kirk opens up the Well, they're in the, the storage panel. bin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the okay. storage bin, yeah. as he opens up the yeah. panel, and you just see a bunch of Tribbles just kind of fall in, and they just jump out of the way, <laughs> and they're still trying to find it. And it's it's a great little thing, like we mentioned in the last TV Time Machine, where as Kirk is like chest deep in Tribbles, and you can just see them fall flying out of the thing and bonking him in the head. And we're like, can you imagine how much fun it was to be like an, to be like one of the techs on the set just throwing tribbles <laughs> at William Shatner? And we kind of connect it like they're still looking through the tribbles and they're throwing them into the hole and that's what's hitting Kirk. So it's like it's Cisco and Dax doing it, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. They ultimately find the bomb tribble and transport it into space and just poof, Okay, that was kind of a bad effect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was the mid-90s. They were doing their best on a budget of not very much. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. most of their effect budget went into inserting the characters in the backgrounds of all the different scenes. Yeah. Well, they go into the space 
vehicles and stuff. Well, by that point, they'd actually had the space vehicles kind of down. Mm. A, a lot of them were models. A lot of them were yep. CGI that they've had from before. Like, the by season five, they've got the station down. They yeah. know exactly yeah. what's going on with that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they ultimately... Uh, they ultimately stop the assassination plot from happening, save Kirk, keep the timeline going in the proper direction. Uh, Kira figures out how to use the Orb of Time, brings them all back to the future. They just kind of gloss over Or to that. the present, really. Yeah, they come back to the present, and it's like, Kira figured it out. Why? It's space magic. I don't know. Which um, reminds me of Worf's half-assed response about the whole, why do those yes. Klingons look different? It's, it is a long story. Yeah. We don't we discuss, don't, it, with we outsiders. Don't discuss <laughs> it with outsiders. And we find out, like years later, we find out it's actually because of the human augment of, it's not a virus, it was the same thing that made Khan and all of his soldiers. Someone, okay. someone started it again in the Klingon Empire to try to make the Klingons better. Well, and it kind of became like just this it just kind of like <clears throat> snowballed until all of Klingons got ridges and got the different like I think that's when they got their second hearts. Uh, that's when things started to change. Good old genetic engineering. Mm-hmm. Genetic engineering being done by Klingons who basically have everything welded together with spit and hope. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so they get back to the present, they're talking to, uh, Cisco's talking to the, uh, temporal investigations unit, and they're like, that's all that happened, everything, you know, you're, nothing else happened, and we see that Cisco eventually, he's been the one saying the whole time, like, we can't, this we story. can't talk to anyone, yeah. we can't change anything in the past, we, it doesn't, it's the furthest thing from my mind to talk to any of these people. Then we find out he's a giant hypocrite, and he went and, like, talked to Kirk, and just like, hey, it's Kirk. It was an yeah. honor to serve with yeah. you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody would do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you stand up and Exactly. Yeah, and if you have the, like, the, um, I was just reading something here about why they wanted to do this. Okay. And it really came to be, it was two things really, um... Oh, wait, it was the, um, it was like an anniversary, wasn't it? The 30th anniversary of Star Trek was approaching, and they wanted mm -hmm. to do an honor Something to the original special. series. Because on Voyager, they yeah. actually did one where they were in the background yeah. of Voyage Home, I think it was? Yeah. Or, or, no, they were in yeah. the background during, um, Final Frontier. Yeah. With yep. Spock's brother. Yep. Yep. That that was the Voyager thing they did, but the Deep Space Nine one I think worked better. Yeah, way I, more fun. I, I think this one was good. Also, uh, First Contact was in production at the time, mm -hmm. and uh, George Takei had been cast to appear in the Voyager episode flashback, but he couldn't do it. Wasn't it? Uh -huh. Yeah, he Fair wasn't enough. able to do it that way, and also it was proposed that during the actual anniversary they tried to do this as a season opener, Yeah. Um, but then things got incredibly expensive because the sets actually had to be built. Yeah, they had to remake a lot of the yeah. older sets. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine. Um, a lot of the side stuff, like when uh, when Dax and Cisco are on the bridge trying to do the scan to find yeah. the Tribbles, yeah. when she's in the background just kind of like scanning things, she was on a blue screen. They literally exactly. just blue screened yeah. her into the into the into the shot. And that yeah, that wasn't a green screen. Looks lovely tonight. That was no, actually it was a really good. good idea. Like yeah. I saw and behind the scenes photos, and yeah. it's just literally her in that crouched position in front of a blue screen. Yeah. Damn, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the uh, yeah, they started to do that because the um, the writer of this was um, 
uh, Rick Berman, and um, it's one of those, but uh, Rick Berman decided to do that. He's like, oh, this would be a really great idea. Really wanted to do that, then realized how much expense it was, but mm. then sold the idea to everybody else that this would be really, really Let's like... Let's just do it. And yeah, but this was actually my... It, this is just word for word reading the article here. I wanted to do this, and I convinced everybody that this would be really, really cool. Okay, now, Rick Berman... That's... Yeah. That's something I would do. Rick, yeah. Here's the thing. Rick yeah, Berman is Rick Berman is kind of a garbage human yeah. in a lot of ways. The reason uh, Denise Crosby left Next Generation was because Rick Berman was kind of a pile of crap. But when it comes to this episode, okay. All right. If it wasn't for Rick Berman, we wouldn't have this episode. And it was fun. And he can be a trash human. I can like what he made without liking him. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah, you, we've done that multiple times. I mean, you yeah. can hate the artist, but not hate the art. And it's like, exactly. this will yeah. date this episode. Yeah. I still like Marilyn Manson's music. Yeah. He's, a ju- he's an abusive jackass, yeah. and I do not agree with any of that, yeah. but I grew up with Marilyn Manson's music. Me too. I love... Yeah. I, I uh, wish... Uh, Antichrist Superstar. Yeah. I love that album. It's great. Yeah. It shows up on Clone High. Oh, <laughs> we, do have, right. we have it right over there. We do have to. We do have to sit and watch it. Yeah, Clone High. It's a cartoon about uh, clones of historical uh, f- historical figures going to high school. Oh, nice. There's, uh, JF- it's there's, uh, really good. There's JFK, yeah. uh, Cleopatra, um, Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc. Oh wow! And they're all as teenagers. Yeah, and it's it's like it was like an Gandhi. MT- Gandhi. Gandhi. Yeah. And it's Abraham an M- and, it, and it's an MTV show. So it's like. Oh wow! It's like rude and gross kind of thing. Yeah, the best line of it. Best line of it at all is when he's talking. Uh, Gandhi's talking to Van Gogh over the cell phone. He makes him cry. He says, "You got me on speakerphone." He says, "Well, Gandhi's anti-violence, not anti-comedy." <laughs> <laughs> nice. That, that, that is so good. <laughs> all right. So yeah. So that's basically the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, he sees the temporal investigations folks out of the ship. They're saying like, "Oh, oh, child, who's that?" They're like, uh, "Stop barking, buddy." We don't think you'll get Just, into any Josh trouble. Just got home. Yeah, we don't. They, the temporal investigations don't think they're going to get in any trouble. So they get back on the turbo lift. They go back to their ship, and you know, Kira and uh, and Dax are looking. Is like, so did it go well? Everything's fine. It's like, yeah, everything should be fine. Then we cut to Odo goes. Did you tell them? Like, I didn't. It didn't come up. They didn't ask. And then the camera kind of pans back, and we see Cork, owner of Cork's Bar, just surrounded by tribbles. Like the entire promenade is just covered in tribbles, and they're just trying to. They're like, so what do we do? I'm like, well, we could build a whole new station. And it's just because because during the episode, Odo kind of fell in love with Tribbles. He thought they were great, yeah. and then he found out through uh, through Worf that the Klingons completely just annihilated all Tribbles, destroyed their entire home world, yep. and just wiped them out. And and Odo's like, that doesn't seem fair. So he brought Tribbles back from the past oh, to geez. repopulate them. Yeah, which is why what an environmentalist. In, yeah, which is why in Deep Space and uh, in, uh, in Star Trek Online now. If you have a Tribble in your inventory... It eats your food, doesn't it? It eats your food and multiplies. It will fill your entire inventory if you let it go. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, yeah, I think you told me that. Yeah. All right, and that's Deep Space Nine, Season 5, Episode 6, Trials and Tribulations.
Uh, we don't usually do a fantasy casting, but Kaz no, and I have one. had a pretty good one here. So, <laughs> so for fantasy casting, what we do is we have this little dice tray here, and we have the two D20s. Okay. We come up with an idea for who could like change out a character or you know be a, be a different actor for a character. We roll the dice, and if they come up over 20, then that means, oh, we used our, t- our TV time machine, and we changed it. And now we just discuss what the episode's going to be like. So, Kaz, what was your idea? Go ahead, you do this Okay, one. switch out Cisco for Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> yeah! That's 22. 22. <laughs> Why is no one having fun? I specifically requested it. <laughs> it's a request. <laughs> you think he still would have done the thing at the end of t- talking to Kurt? Let's go oh, absolutely. It's John Philip Sousa, the Shrillick of his day. Have you seen Brooklyn Nine Nine? No. It's like it's it's, it. uh, it's. I haven't seen many episodes. I've seen mostly like clips mm. on Facebook and stuff. Yeah, um, we're about two thirds of the way through. Is it Captain Holt? Yeah. Is he's yeah. like the they're like commander. He's like the one in charge, and he's just this Super you know stoic. big, yeah. big stoic, burly kind of black guy, mm. and he is ridiculously gay Hmm. and he has like this nemesis who is like another um another like like captain in the police force it's like (laughs) kira sedgwick Sedgwick. and and basically they they despise each other and they just have this less great kind of like back and forth like oh you horrible wench like ah you giant monster so it's a serious show no 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 not at all it is it is a it's beautiful it is absolutely a comedy but he's so Stoic. He is stoic and everything, but yeah. (laughs) And then one of the things he's like, there was like he, like was throwing a party or something, and people weren't having a great time. Like, why is no one having fun? I specifically requested it. I think there were signs around the office that just said "party" in a plain, boring font. Yeah, just party with a period at the end. Just like (laughs) it's a party. Why is no one having fun? Do a dance. Why don't you dance? You don't sing the lines to Funky Cole Medina, which is hilarious. Now, see, the funny part is, this particular change, if we're going by straight up how the actor is, there's no real change, because Avery Brooks, who plays uh, Benjamin Sisko, Mm. is a crazy person. Mm. He's totally nuts. The man's nuts. Really? But he's having fun with it. Uh, There's a documentary called The Captains. I have it. Where um, yeah, where William Shatner goes around to all the different captains from the different shows. Talks to uh, Kate Mulgrew. Talks to uh, Scott Bakula. Talks to Avery Brooks. Like all of uh, Patrick Stewart. Yep. Talks to all of them and Avery Brooks never really answers any questions. Oh my god, no. He, really? he like looks at, I mean, granted he's talking to William Shatner, I'd kind of be a dick to William Shatner too, mm. but he just kind of looks at Shatner and does like a weird look on his face and, and he goes, ha and turns around and plays like something on a piano. He never actually answers any questions. No. Really? So it's, and it's you look great. at it and you're like, you are nuts. Mm-hmm. You are nuts. He's a lot of fun, but whoo, the man's yeah, crazy. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> and Kate Mulgrew's in a box. Yeah. And now I remember she's <laughs> like a homeless person. She's sitting in a refrigerator box yeah. on the sidewalk. <laughs> and he comes along and finds her in there. Oh, let's talk. And now yeah. talk it's just, it's just a random like setup for how like, they come across each other. It's it's a fun documentary. It is. I mean, we don't like William Shatner's politics on this no. show, but I mean he he's tried to say that Star Trek he's tried to say that Star Trek was never political. I was like, did you watch the show? <laughs> You're right. I, I mean, say, come on. Have you watched watch anything? Really? Like, yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, that's that's our TV time machine for this month. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Do we have any plugs or anything going on? I know, I know you don't have any like social media plugs or anything like that. Like no. you don't want anyone following you, anything no. like that. Um, I don't have any, no. No. Um, I just got my computer back, so I'm going to be streaming again soon. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Blackrock13 on twitch.tv. Um, I'm not sure exactly when, but I will be streaming again soon because my computer works again. I'm so happy. Okay. <laughs> And we're thankful for that. That's the reason why you're hearing us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, my plug came in. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All righty. So, I mean, all that's right. So that much about that. does it really here. So uh, why don't you go ahead and let your catch your choice cool off before you turn it down? Because it really is needed, my friends. And we'll see you next time.